This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Say, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are here to be empowered. Hallelujah. How many of you know that champions are not made in the ring? They are merely recognized in the ring, but they were champions before they got in the ring. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a champion. I'm a champion. Say, I'm anointed in Jesus' name. And I'm going to go in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a clap offering this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Can we just praise God? Let me just pray. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands unto him. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we glorify your name. We exalt your name. Lord, we've come to a place where we've, in our lives, where we've stopped playing church. We want you. We want more of you. We want to be led by you. We want to see your kingdom come. We want to see your kingdom come. And your will be done in our lives and in our environment, at our workplace and in our nation. In the name of Jesus, we glorify your name. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for anointing the ears of the hearers. And thank you for anointing me and giving me utterance of speech. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May God bless you. I I really thank God for this opportunity uh, to share the word of God with you. I've known Pastor Tom and Amai from when I was six years old. And I'm a son in the house. Most of you may not know that, but I'm a son. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 10. And my spiritual father was preaching. And I walked to the altar and I gave my life to the Lord. Then, I remember times, there's a, that was the first time my life changed. Then there's another night that changed my life completely. When we had Harry Magolis there, I remember pastor was preaching and he stopped. And he said, the Holy Spirit is moving that side. And I could see people being slain just like a wave. Then he turned around and says, he's now moving that side. And I saw people again as he was saying, and I said to myself, I want that. I want that. And ever since that has been my prayer, in my life I've 
there's a time where I never believed or recognized heroes in my life. But I want you to know, God has given us heroes. There are two heroes in my life. My dad and, and Pastor Tom. And I want to, if I may take this opportunity to speak to the sons in the house. I've always had one pastor, but you might not realize this because I'm always away. And wherever I go, I always tell people I've always had one pastor. And my pastor has always been Pastor Tom. There are some people who just want to jump from one church to another, one church to another, and they hear something is happening there, something is happening there, and not recognize the anointing that is in the house. Imagine a plant that has been planted, and then you uproot it from here to there to there. Is it going to bear any fruit? Just because we get um, some anointing and we think, oh, things are moving, and then you think, oh, I'm going to start my own church. I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this. God forbid. Hallelujah. Uh, I, is, that, is that sitting well with you? Say, I'm planted. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Yeah. Hallelujah. Say, I shall flourish. <laughs> I'm living in a time where the prophecy is unfolding in my life. 2013, end of 2013, I was there. And um, Pastor Tom called me. And he spoke a word in my life that I'm living in right now. Wells is about to see revival. But the word that was spoken over my life, I had to wait on it. I had to walk in the faith and allow God to divinely align my life. Anything that is out of line in your life is going to be divinely aligned according to his will and his purpose. Then God started teaching me on prayer. How many of you know if you're going to be effective, you're going to have to learn how to pray? God started teaching me on what prayer? On prayer. I can tell you right now, in Wales, people say, oh, English people do not pray. For sure, they don't. Ten minutes, you have bored them. They want to go home. Then God started teaching me on Empowering people and teaching people in prayer. Right now, people come to prayer meeting on a Wednesday as if they're coming on a Sunday service. Just two weeks before we came, we had a snow scare. And, and it was advised that people would stay indoors don't go out. Well, our prayer went on. The place was packed. We ran out of chairs. And our prayer, 
Our prayer goes from 7.30 to 10.30. Remember, people only pray for 10 minutes. But not in our meetings. And by the way, there are no black people. It's all white British. Why am I saying that? Because they're the ones when I, even when I went to Wales, people said, somebody, a pastor said to me, good luck with the white people. And I said, I don't need luck. I go by the spirit of God. This is not a matter of luck. It's about the spirit of the Lord. So when we had this snow scare, we finished the, the normal time and, and closed the doors and people stayed out praying for each other in the snow, being slain in the spirit and they stayed there till three o'clock. They didn't want to go home. Outside. The next day I was told people just stayed till 3 o'clock. And some of them were waking up in the morning to go to work. When God shows himself strong, people will <laughs> walk and accept what God wants to do in their lives. It is about what pastor was saying here. Seeing. When people see, mm, then they'll say, I want it. We are going to see the kingdom of God come in our lives. I want to share with you a message that I've entitled, The Power of Prayer. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, then I'll preach. I've learned that, thank you. I've learned that it's easy to just go on the stage, on, on the pulpit, and preach. But it is teaching that will ground you. The only antidote to ignorance is teaching. Is teaching. Uh, knowledge gives you, um, according to the Bible, it keeps you from being destroyed. My people perish for lack of knowledge. The second thing is in Isaiah 5 verse 13, the Bible says, my people have gone into captivity for they have denied knowledge. So knowledge is really powerful. And I believe that, you know, we call the devil, one of his names that we call him, that is called is the deceiver. Uh, if you have knowledge of colors, would I be able to deceive you in, 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 in the area you have knowledge in? Let's say I said um, this color is red and you have knowledge of colors. Would you believe me? So the devil is deceiving people because they lack knowledge. 
he is feasting on people's ignorance. But we are going to put him out of business. We are going to put him out of business. Oh, somebody, somebody say hallelujah. We are going to put the devil out of business. He's not going to deceive the church. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So I'm really grateful and thank God for the privilege and the pastors um, for the work that you're doing and also the relationship that we have with one another and uh, the way I've been received by the pastors. And I can tell you, there's a time my life was broken and the, my two heroes came to my side again. I would not have been standing before you if those two heroes were not in my life and the Lord not in my life. So everything that you see in my life is all by his grace. What in grace you deserve nothing but you've got it all by grace. Turn with me in your Bibles in the book of Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. I want to talk to you about what happens the moment prayer leaves your mouth. Because most people don't pray because they don't know what happens. The moment those words leave your mouth, what happens? What happens in the spirit realm? Because the scriptures show us what happens. The reason why people do not pray most of the times is because they don't know the havoc their prayers or how disruptive their prayers are in the systems of this world. The Bible has given us through and through some snippets of men of God who have had the curtain unveiled and they begin to see what's beyond what's in the spirit realm. We see Ezekiel when he talks about the will within the will. We see J Jacob when he was running away from his brother and he saw angels descending and ascending and he said, this is truly the gateway of heaven. We see Isaiah in the Bible where in chapter 6 uh, um, uh, where he saw the Lord sitting and um, his train filled the temple and he saw the seraphim, he saw the angels and he saw God in conversation. Then we also see John the Revelator who's, who had the privilege to see what was happening in the spirit realm? All those things that you read in the Bible are for your learning. Praise the Lord. All those things that you read in the Bible are for your learning and my learning. So I believe that you shall be empowered and you will not neglect prayer. Anything we are ignorant in, we can either 
ignore it or neglect it or abuse it. But once you have knowledge on something and know why you are doing uh, what you're doing and how effective it is that of, of what you're doing, then you continue doing it. Hallelujah. Turn with me in Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared, who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and he said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. May God bless the reading of his word. Message Bible puts it this way. Cornelius stared hard and wondering if he was seeing things. Then he said, what do you want, sir? The angel said, your prayers and neighborly acts have brought you to God's attention. Have brought you to God's attention. Oh, praise the Lord. Your prayers will bring you to God's attention. The more you pray, the more you pray, the more you will feel the heartbeat of God. Your heart will begin to break with things that break his, his heart. You will begin to feel the pain of people around you and also the pain in the world. Now, there's a series that I did. The Bible says there are weapons in, in 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 10 verse 4 the bible says the weapons of our warfare now we have weapons uh, there are many people who don't understand the weapons at their disposal uh, as a soldier you any soldier in any army before you go to battle, they will train you on what weapon to use in what situation. You, if you see a soldier, if you threw a grenade at him and say, uh, and they says, what is this? Is this a tennis ball? Then you know you're in trouble. The devil knows that many Christians are so ignorant at their weapons that God has given them at their disposal. Imagine you've got a hundred enemies, troop of the enemy coming against you and you pull out your pistol and you go, no, are you going to win? That's when you probably will take a grenade and throw and say, take that. Are you still with me? Or you take your machine gun. 
Because you know what situation, in what circumstance, what weapon to use. Are you still with me? Unfortunately, Christians don't know that. We have weapons that God has given us at our disposal. The Bible is full of militant, milit military terms. War, commander, battle, weapons, soldier, army, bow, an arrow, sword. Why? Because we are in war and God is a God of war. And you are in it to win. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. So, there are a number of things that as Christians we need to understand. Your prayers are not lost in the space. Every prayer you pray does not leave your mouth and begin to wander in the open space and it's not a hit and miss. Every word that comes out of your mouth wrecks havoc in the kingdom of the enemy. And I shall show you that it is so because your prayers, they always are directed to God. Hallelujah. They do not wonder in the open space and end up in Latin America somewhere or somewhere in the open space in the sky and then um, paradventure, then maybe they reach the throne room of God. This is why God says the scriptures encourage us to pray always. The Bible says pray without ceasing. I'm laying on a foundation for you. I'm laying a foundation. Stick with me. I'm going somewhere with you. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. You will understand why the Bible encourages you to pray without ceasing. In First Thessalonians 5, 17, it says that. In Psalm 1, verse 2, the Bible says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. We are encouraged to continue praying. We are encouraged to continue uh, meditating. Jesus said in a parable in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, it says, man always ought to pray and not lose heart. So you ought to always pray because we're going to show why you ought to always do that. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now, I'm reminded of a scripture in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. I'm going to start the teaching with you now. The disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Uh, if prayer was not taught, Jesus would have said, are you out of your mind? You want me to teach you how to pray? Unfortunately, many people think you learn how to pray through divine osmosis. It's not so. So he says to them, 
they said, teach us how to pray. And the Lord taught them how to pray. But I can imagine these guys, they came to a place where they had observed the Lord. That you would wake up early in the morning and go and pray. Sometimes we'd spend all night praying. And I think they came to a conclusion that this power in this thing, prayer. He spends all night praying. But when it comes to casting out demons, it's a few seconds. They did not say, teach us how to cast demons. They did not say, teach us how to, to do miracles. Because they realize this thing, prayer, has more power and is more important than casting out demons. I'm sure that there's a time you read in the Bible, and I'm sure you've read it, when Jesus came and he saw them, they're struggling to cast out this demon. Uh, and Jesus said, what are you reasoning with them? What, what is this all about? And the father of this boy says, I brought my son to him, to them. They could not cast out the spirit. Hallelujah. I'm sure they had started one by one trying, casting out this demon. I can imagine Peter going, casting out in the name of Jesus, out, out. Then he says, John, come. You try, John. You try. And then John comes. In Jesus' name, out, out. Then Andrew came. And, and they realize they're going nowhere. And Jesus comes and he just casts it out. And they realize there's something that we are not doing right, that he is doing right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, your prayers do not wonder. They go straight to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me in Revelation chapter 8. Revelation chapter 8 verse 2. We are going to unveil the curtain. And I, I believe that you, you're going to see what happens the moment your prayer leaves your mouth. And you are going to see what happens when God receives your prayer and how God responds. Unfortunately, we don't see it in our physical life. Hence, we don't understand the thunderings and lightnings that happens when you pray. Hello? Revelation 
chapter 8 and I shall read reading from verse 2 Revelation chapter 8 and I saw seven angels who who stand before God and to them was given seven trumpets then another angel having golden censer and came and stood before the altar was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. There were, there were noises, thunderings, and an earthquake. An earthquake. Whoa. Okay, let's knit and marry these scriptures together. Go with me again to Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, having a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Uh, let me paint a picture with you this morning. But for you to understand this picture, let me take you to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah was let in on a conversation that was happening in the spirit realm. And he saw God sitting on the throne. And before the throne was an altar with coals, hot coals. And God was talking about asking who shall go for us. And Isaiah being uh, given the, the chance to partake in the conversation, he said, I will go. But he, before that, he says, I am a man of undone lips. I'm undone. Unclean lips. And there was, a, there, there was seraphim. And as they were flying, they covered their eyes with two wings and their feet with two wings. With the other two, they were flying. This is an utter picture of submission and perfect reverence in the, of worship in the presence of God. But he went and took with a tongue a, a hot coal and he touched his lips. And he says, your lips are clean. Now I want you to take you back to Revelation. 
The Bible says there are angels that stand before the throne of God. And before the throne of God, they are, the, 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 God is seated on the throne. And there's an altar before the throne of God. And these angels have got a golden bowl, which they fill this golden bowl with the prayers of the saints and mixing them with the incense. And they will take these prayers and put them on the altar. And when they go on the altar, they rise up a smoke, sweet smelling aroma. And the Bible says, oh, are you still with me? The Bible says there was lightning and thunder and noises going down to earth. Going down to earth. Because remember, remember, Cornelius was praying. When he was praying, the angel came to him. And he says, your prayers have come before the Lord as a memorial. That's how the prayers had come to the attention of God. Because the angels were collecting these prayers and putting them on the altar. And then sweet smelling aroma. Oh wow, arising. And God says, Cornelius, angel, you should go and see this man. He was not saved, remember? If God can do that with a man who is not saved, how about you who are saved? Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Say, I'm saved. If God can respond to a prayer of a man who is not saved, oh, he's going to respond to your prayer. Somebody say, praise the Lord. My prayers are not wandering in the open space. That's why the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. I'm going somewhere with you. Pray without ceasing. Because there are angels busy collecting your prayers. Keep them busy. Keep them busy. Send them prayers up there. Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to keep them busy. I'm halfway. To, to show you the revelation. Keep them busy. Now let's see why when the angels took the prayers of the saints, putting them on the fire, on the altar, why? You see, scripture is amazing. Hallelujah. It shows us. Let's see why where the thunderings, thunderings, lightnings, and noises were coming from. You want to see that? Turn with me. Turn with me in the book of Psalm 18. That will explain to you and me why they were thunderings and lightnings this here happens in the spirit realm when you pray say when I pray my prayers wreak havoc in the kingdom of the enemy hallelujah 
And you know what? We are going to do that today. Before I leave the pulpit, we are going to do that today. And God is going to respond to our prayers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some noises in the spirit realm. Ah, uh, hallelujah. Any demon that has been stationed against you is going to be relieved of its duties this morning. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God is going to unfold in your life. Any obstacle, any hindrance in your life is going to be removed. Are you with me? There's going to be divine alignment. Any blockages in your way is going to be removed. Oh yeah, I declare it today. I declare it today. Something is about to happen. This is the season of suddenlies. This is suddenlies, suddenlies, suddenlies. Oh, are you with me? Are you with me? Say my suddenly is about to happen. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. He heard my voice from his temple. My cry came before him, even to his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundation of the hills also quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went from his nostrils devouring fire from his mouth coals were kindled by it he bowed down the heavens and came down with darkness under his feet he rolled upon a cherub or upon a cherub and he flew he flew upon the wings of the wind he made darkness his secret place the cloud of skies from the brightness before him thick clouds passed with hailstone and coals of fire the Lord thundered from heaven and the most high uttered his voice hailstone and coals he sent out arrows and scattered the foe lightning in abundance he vanquished them the channels of the sea were seen foundations of the world were uncovered your rebuke at your rebuke oh lord the, at the blast of your nostrils he sent from above and took me and drew me out of many waters he delivered me from a strong enemy from those that hated me for they were too strong for me they confronted me in the day of my calamity but the Lord was my support. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He also brought me out of the, into a broad place and delivered me, and delivered me because he delighted, he delighted in me. Somebody, somebody, somebody. This here is explaining to you when your prayers come before the Lord, when your prayers become before the Lord, 
smoke comes out of his nose. He gets angry. Who is messing with my child? Who is messing with my child? Fire comes out of his mouth because he was angry. And the Bible says, God left his throne and bowed down the heavens and he rode on the wings of the wind and he came and shot arrows against your enemies and vanquished them. Somebody, somebody, somebody. It was when the Lord heard your prayers. It was when the Lord hears your prayers. God does not just sit and say, that's Phil again. That's Pastor Dennis again. Oh, all right. God will say, uh, I hear this sweet smelling aroma. I hear this sweet, sweet smelling aroma. It's coming from my child. I cannot, I cannot ignore this. Angels, you worship me. Angels, you bow down. But this time, I am going to come down and rescue. I'm going to come down and rescue and rescue my child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is your, at your rescue this morning. God is coming to your rescue this morning. I said God is coming to your rescue this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your prayers do not just wander in the, in the space. <laughs> now you know why you ought to be praying always. Pray. Pray without ceasing. There are them angels up there that are holding golden bowls. Ha! Ah, mixing your prayers with incense. Throwing them before God. And God will surely, surely arise from his throne. That was my introduction, and I'm going to stop there. There's so much that happens in the spirit realm. And because people don't understand it, they neglect prayer. They neglect prayer conference. You should always come to prayer conference. You should always come where, where the church is gathering to empower you because God wants to empower you. He's tired to see his children defeated. <laughs> Hallelujah. God will bow down the heavens. Smoke will come out of his nostrils. Fire coming out of his mouth. For you. For you. Say for me. <laughs> you. May I ask the praise and worship? 
because we are going to rise up. We're going to send them prayers. We're going to send them prayers. We're going to send them prayers. If God can respond to Cornelius, who was not saved, he's going to respond to your prayers. You are going to call on the name of God this morning. The God, your deliverer, your savior, your healer, your provider. He's going to open doors for you. I said he's going to open doors for you. Because it's time of suddenness. It's your, it's, this is the season. As, as, as Pastor said, and it resonated in my spirit. I was like, wow. This is the season, season of suddenness. 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 Say, this is my season for suddenly. It's your season. It's your season. Your season has come. I said, your season has come. Divine alignment is taking place. Your season has come. God does not ignore your prayers. But sometimes we are the ones that ignore prayer. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.